In our society, people with disabilities experience disappropriate discrepancies compared to abled people. In today's episode, your hosts, Elise Mercadell and Trinity Townsend, will be interviewing Dr. Stephen Corbett about his experience with having a son with a disability. Lesher has a lot of teachers that come and go from the school. Does a person's disability affect the way that they're allowed to interact with students, or are they restricted in any way? No. So, so what, what we would do is ensure that anyone with a disability would be provided the accommodations they would need to... Um, support students so in my previous district we had a, a teacher that was in a wheelchair um and the classroom space was just created differently so that she could she could navigate we've had um i've had teachers in the past that have had auditory issues and hearing issues and they they, they, they wear certain things to support similar to what we would do with students so no i you know i don't think any any person at any time should be discriminated against for their disability and we want to make sure i think you you know as a school you should model for people you know, uh, I think it's great for our students to see a, a variety of teachers and educators in, in lots of different ways. And sometimes, remember, disabilities are not seen. Um, we don't always know when someone is, is dealing with a disability. It's not as simple as always just seeing them physically with a disability. Sometimes it's emotional or mental or there's lots of other or cognitively or other things. Um, but yeah, we have to, so we have to provide accommodations as needed, and I think we, you know, we should. Do you think that those with rare or more extreme disabilities will eventually be able to have like middle class or high class jobs? It would be great if if, if technology allowed for. Um, you want to sit down, bud? Technology allowed for accommodations so that you know people with disabilities or more severe disabilities would have would be able to make a an. an you know, a living uh, wage. Um, I think right now one of the biggest issues we have is that because of their disability, they they, they can't economically make, make the money they need to be independent or even close to independent. So they're always relying upon social systems or family members or, or things of that nature. To give our listeners ideas of social programs provided for people with disabilities, Here's an excerpt from Coach Duffy's interview where he tells us about different social programs provided to adults with disabilities. By state law, you're finished high school at the age of 21. We do have an adults program attached to our school. So students that really, they don't have a whole lot of uh, chances of having a job or, or, or doing something outside of a very controlled environment, they have a place to go. They still pay a tuition, they still have a PE class, a religion class, and uh, but most of the time they're either making crafts that we sell or sorting beads that we recycle and sell to the Mardi Gras crews. Oh, that's interesting. And we also have another program that's called the Exploration Academy that is designed to be a transition from when they graduate high school to getting them into a workplace. In terms of ability, everything from no language to complete dependency, all the way to students who are trying to get a GED. Oh, wow. And in my 14 years here, we've had about five or six that have gone on to eventually get their GED. Back to Dr. Corbett's interview. So what do you think the, the benefits and the best outcomes would be of doing a podcast like this? And what is a positive message you think can be shared? So I think most importantly, it's access. It's, it's access to uh, differences. I think, you know, one of, one of the things that bothers me, there, there, there's a few things, but one of the things that bothers me somewhat at, at Lusher and even with my own kids attending there is that they'll never go to school with 
people with profound disabilities. Um, and that I think that level of diversity is important. I think it's important to engage and interact with, with peers like that. So a podcast like this, I think just raising awareness and accessibility and people understanding what's happening, I think only builds better value for everyone who's involved. So um, I think uh, people with disabilities are probably the one, one of the marginalized groups that is least spoken about and least considered. I think the fact that the R word, for example, is still used pretty frequently in our society is a testament to the fact that we have not yet fully understood, you know, the stigma and, and how damaging that can be. And so we have a long way to go, I think, as a society. But um, I think there's, as I've said about Gavin earlier, is he's, he's actually brought more value into our lives than we ever had before. And I do think people with disabilities uh, have the ability to do that. And I think if you probably think of your own experiences with some people you may know in your families or otherwise, you'll probably agree in that, with that sentiment. So I think we have to forget the deficit mindset so much and think about thinking in a positive aspect about the contributions these uh, these folks bring. And I think if we do that, I think we could, it could be uh, pretty special. So I love the idea of a podcast. I think it's very cool. Thank you to our hosts, Elise Mercadell and Trinity Townsend, our producer, Asher Dewich and our editors, Tamia Dillard and Veronica Trice.